Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at Billy Bones Apollo Dicanillo West Ham Good evening, good morning or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. My name is George. I'm here with Sean. As you just heard. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, George. Uh, season eight, episode five, or is it season five, episode eight? Season, season six, six, episode eight. <laughs> close, so close. Not really. And I'm here with John. Hello, John. Hello, George. We just had a technical issue and fixed it, I think. Now, um, we had to talk about West Ham as we are almo- almost every week. And the Black Cats. <laughs> the Mackums. Away, lads. Away, lads. Uh, we do the stats first, or do you want to talk about the game first? Let's do the stats and then talk about the game. Uh, we had 64% possession to their 36. We had 20 shots, only three on target. And we had they had 10 shots with two on target. Uh, what do we think about the game? I think we mentioned earlier to off-air that we all agreed we started well. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, came out of the blocks quite fast and looked like a much better team. Had a couple of good chances and hit the post. And then I went and got the beers, so I didn't see the end of the first half. They, they started to get back into it a little yeah. bit, didn't they? Pyatt Boys, now started well. He got he got through as well, didn't he? And then nice little dance through the centre of the box and then straight to the keeper, unfortunately. Hit the post. I think you should have done better with that, to be we honest. Looked, we looked good for 20 minutes, half hour, I would say. But uh, again, we sort of just run out of ideas. We, It's the old uh, a bit toothless up front analogy. But I think, um, what's the name's getting up to speed as well? Pyatt and Lanzini. Yeah, they look really they good They run together. off each other. Ain't they're in, they're into play. Like Lanzini. They're into play. He's starting to come back together. And they, We've got uh, if we had a If we had a striker... If we had a striker who scored some goals, they were, them three were like playing off each other in as a diamond type effect. I think we'd be pretty strong. I won't spoil a question later, but I read them question. in advance and question. Uh, and it really is a good question, which we'll talk about later. But they said, who will be the first striker to score this season for West Ham? And it makes you think and go, oh, yeah. No strikers score. So you're players. not going to ask that question. You're just saving that for later. Saving yeah? it for later. So you've just okay. asked the question, but we're not allowed to answer it. 
no, we'll save that for no, later. Save it for later. Can I ask you two More a of question? that later. Okay. More of that later. I want to ask you two a question, but I've wanted to ask since full time. Go on then. What? Did you miss the Gold Boys? No, no. We, we saw it. Uh, uh, I thought, you see, it's usual. John will say, come on, no, we're not going to get anything out of this. And although he won't leave early, he might sort of go, yeah, well, look, there's only 20 seconds left. Let's, let's start walking out. That's what John often says. Is that wrong, John? Am I being unfair? Yeah, I don't really. You do. You go <laughs> when we're at the bowling ground. You often go. Come on, him. Let's let's start walking. Come on, him. Come on. That's in. what you'd say. Come on, him. Come on. <laughs> Come here, <laughs> here, boy. I don't really. So you watch the goal. A lot of we people, I goal, reckon. Yes. A lot of people missed the goal. No, we saw the goal. Yeah, the stadium started to empty out, didn't it? But to be fair, though, I was. Around. I was resigned to the fact that we were going to get caught back up again. I thought we were going to get held back again. So I was, there's no, you either leave really early to get out. Were you, you still stay. in your, all right, let me ask another question. That'd be, be more precise. Were you still in your chairs, standing in front of your chairs, when the goal went in? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were still stood in front of our chairs. Sean. I was standing Excellent. in the row in front. You was. I was. But yeah, I think and you I jumped waited. up on the chairs when the goal went in, didn't you? I, I did, as did a lot of people, when we saw one man fall forward into the top of his mates in front of him. I think we waited about five, ten minutes, so I know what, I said at the last you, podcast celebrated? Uh, that I wasn't going, but I decided at the last minute to take my son, young Finley, who's nine, um, so we watched from row four. We did briefly wave at the boys in row 19. And we saw you at half-time. Oh, yeah, I came up to see you at half-time. Now, what I want to say is, I actually watched the game. I didn't play with my phone. You actually watched I, the game. I, I tweeted very rarely, and I actually watched the game. And I, I agree the first 20 minutes were a lot more exciting, obviously, by it hit the post. But I actually enjoyed the whole game. I thought it was quite an exciting game to watch. As you say, there was a lot of passing backwards and forwards without actually getting anywhere. And it became more and more frustration than we did. Yeah, it was, it was a frustrating was watch for me. I, I, I just thought it, it, it was another example. We, we've improved. Obviously, defensively, we've improved. And we kept the ball. I mean, the stats yeah, show that sixty-four no, percent, and it we was did. one of those games where we kept the ball a lot. But we just got nothing we just going couldn't, forward. We couldn't we? find a way through. Um, stat attack. Two stat attacks. I've run two different um, stories on Clarence Hugh today. The first one is we have never lost a league game with Pedro Obiang in the team. Yeah, when he starts, we've lost. He's ne he never started or never came on the sub for he all has, the games he we lost. Im he's impressed me. He's, he's kind of claimed his, he's taken his chance and he? he's claimed his spot. And he nearly went to Italy and the only thing that stopped him is West Ham put an extra clause in to say if he went on loan, because they all wanted him on loan, we put a clause in like Zaza that if he played a certain amount of games then they had to buy him for 4.6 million, 5 million euros. And that would have been a bargain. And they disagreed. We bought him 4.3 million. So it would have been a modest profit. And they disagreed, and that's why he's still with us. And he made his, and he's he's come through, and he's he has he's, he's a good player. He's taking his chance good defensively. He's I tell he's you what, I I don't, I honestly don't think when you look at the whole thing in in the round, I don't think Bilic particularly thinks much of Antonio. I don't think. Well, Antonio doesn't really play to the formation that he was using. He always takes. He always he's always his first one off, and he very rarely plays him in position. Yeah, and. What, what did he you has think played in like four different positions for Billet, doesn't he? Yeah, he I played up front the other day. I just don't think he faces him really. What did you think of Fernandes? I thought he did all right. Yeah, he, he was had playing. A good game. He was 
I'm playing, doing a job for the team. He, he had he? like 98, 90, was it 95% of his passes were completed? 44 passes. Well, I thought he was going to get sent off because he got booked quite early on and he had a few, few uh, debatably bookable oh, defences. The ref was atrocious, wasn't he? He really was. Do you remember he went over and I thought he was going to send Billich off, didn't you, at one point? He did, yeah. 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 He went over and sort of said, he pointed to the stands sort of saying, you criticise me again, young lad. But I'll he, put you so in the many, stands. So many like, throw-ins and things that went the wrong yeah. ways. And well, how he, about that corner? Yeah, there was a corner. And then he, <laughs> and he I, went, oh, my fault, my fault. He, he was overruled it. I'm sorry, yeah. It's overruled it, my fault. <laughs> it was bloody awful, but there you go. Talking about, we saw, obviously, we're right down by the corner and we saw Payet quite a few times because we've got quite a few corners. The lad, obviously, his form's picked up. Uh, you're going to give a bit of news in a minute, which I didn't even know. But he is now joint top with assists with four now after that, along with, uh, um, who is it? Ozil? Um, no, in Chelsea. Hazard? No, Matic. 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 <laughs> and <laughs> De Bruyne in Man, uh, Man City. Three of them all on four oh, assists. Kevin De Bruyne. But he's by far the top in the in the whole of 2006 as a year, 2016 even as a year, he's had 13 assists. He seems to have. Um, he, I don't know what it is with his um, free kicks. It seems like he doesn't go for them as often. Yeah, that free kick was a bit of a waste. Well, no, but in his defence, it's because they put all the players back on yeah, the line. Yeah, Shay went back onto the line, didn't he? And yeah, but also he's made 29 chances this season the most of any player in the Premier League he's overtaken so can you imagine if we had someone who could score in South, front of him yeah well Southampton uh, who is it Tadic Dusan Tadic he's got 28 but he got um, he got five uh, no seven chances just against um, Sunderland which put him on top of the table so which there you go why he's nominated for the Ballon d'Or there you go you've just stolen his news Sorry, sorry. You're welcome to. Did you hear what uh, Stan Collymore said about Pyatt? No. I did, yeah, on 606. Was it on 606? This one for John. Go on. Yeah, it was. Is that what you're talking about? You can do this bit, John. Thanks. What did did the wife beater say? He said, I didn't really take much notice of it. it, Has it become news, is it? Yeah, yeah, it became news. He sort of said that players like him need to be winning games for like West Ham on his own, pretty much, is what he was saying. But he, well, he also slagged off Payet's form, basically. Yeah, that's what he's there. Yeah, he was saying that when you when you're one of these players who's on like the big money and you're the star, you need to yeah. be the one that. But he also sort of the team almost along. sort of, and I'm paraphrasing that he was a one season wonder, perhaps. I don't know. I think he was he was digging out a couple of other players. I think he's, in he's that disproved league. that fear or re- theory already, though, hasn't he? That wonder goal he scored, and you know, he's still setting up goals Pop, and. Yeah. Well, he's top, top, top at the assists, top of... So I don't, the I don't think anyone created. could accuse him of being a one-season wonder. Right. No. I think we all kind of forget a little bit with rose-coloured, um, most tinted glasses from last season. He had quite a few games last season when he was quite anonymous, wasn't he? He was. You know, you're right. Yeah, but he, this is the thing with him. He has poor games, but he still picks up assists. Yeah, he, he does. does. You're right. He, that's assists. He yeah. doesn't score all the goals. He got nine goals last season. But he's not a striker, so you don't expect him to, do you, really? But our goals come... 12 different players, isn't it? Billich, 
Oh, You're asking Billy. No, you and that's why I got, I got told 12 different players have scored well, goals. I think to, that's true. To be fair, you know, you'd, you'd want him all day long, wouldn't you? <laughs> so he's like Talking of strikers, yes. right, let's talk Saza and Caleri. Both work hard, neither very good with the ball at their feet. Correct. I so wanted his overhead kick goals. I was asked, yeah, that overhead kick to go in. That would have been What a debut goal that would in, His first goal. It, it wasn't even that close, though, really. You well, no. We, was Yard sort of, we were looking at it from the side, didn't we? It well, looked I was, close. I wasn't there. Yeah. So. I, was, I was on beer duty. Yeah, there you go. Any other, any other um, performances of note? Um, I mean, Winston Reid, by the way, before his goal, for me, was a tower. I mean, he, I think he got man of the match. No, no, no. Pyatt got man, of the, got man of the match. But I thought Winston Reid, again, he just bosses it in, in that centre. He's got a really good partnership with I think Bonner. It, and uh, do, do you think um, Creswell will, will play against Chelsea? Would yeah, why not? Save him? No, I think I think it. I mean, he's fit, isn't he? And he just because he got suspended. Well, I thought know. they they kind of brought him back a bit early. He was he said that before the, the Palace game that he was unsure oh, whether he'd play I ninety. Think he'll play something of Chelsea if if not all of it. No, but that I mean I think our defensively we we really picked up. Yeah, I mean they didn't really threaten us massively last. No, but they, they were pretty shit. They were. Well, they looked pretty the awful. Of the league, but that was the that was the. Th- Thing was every time we try to twist or turn away, I mean, they stopped us every time we had. Yeah, I'm surprised in the stats they had ten shots, of three yeah. on target. Was but it two three or two, two on target? Zaza, you, twenty you with three on target. Zaza got knocked off the ball quite easily and things. And yeah, well, Zaza yeah. got pretty much put through one on one and just sort of got bullied off the ball. And anyway, Sean, can you introduce the next part, please? Sure, sure. Let's hear what the gaffer has to say. Slavin, it was a dramatic way to win a game. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, it was a dramatic way. It was like uh, it was a good game of football. Both teams uh, tried to play. I think our start for 25 minutes it was by far the best start we ever had. Like uh, especially this season, we played good football. We we should have been one or two even up there, but we didn't uh, use the opportunities and the chances that we created. And then then they come came back like uh, in then between 30th and 40th minutes and the uh, second half was very open we tried to score of course we pushed up uh, they they had a uh, few good counter attacks uh, our keeper made one terrific save and then we pushed a little bit more last 15 minutes we changed a little bit with with a couple of strikers and we gained few few positions and few set pieces and from one of them, we we scored a goal, and I mean, we deserved it. Just, I mean, it it would be, of course, they would, if it was finished one-one, nobody could say that they didn't deserve it, uh, because sometimes first 25 minutes is not enough to win the game, but uh, therefore also nobody can say that we didn't deserve it in the end, because uh, I think that uh, overall, if you consider whole 90 minutes, we were better. It was an unlikely goal scorer in Winston Reid. Were you thinking that maybe the chances had gone and it wasn't going to come? Well, you always hope and uh, it was a little bit unusual way to score a goal. It was not a combination from the training because you, you want Winston to be inside. 
the box at that moment to score a header if possible, but uh, they made a little bit of mistake because they allowed us, they were all in a box, they expected like a cross and it was a good decision from Timmy and from Mark Noble to pass it and to come into a good area with, with the ball without them pressing up and uh, as I said it was a great strike from Winston. Unusual goal but really good goal and extremely important for us. There was maybe the slightest hint of offside in it. It's very, very tight. What, what was your... Have you looked at it back? I looked at it and it's no offside. It's, it's, it's just like... It's just not offside. It's very difficult for, for referee to see this. But uh, if we are talking... if you, Because I, I, I wanted to have a look at it. If you freeze the picture, then you can see Caleri's boots uh, are in a position that he wasn't in offside. So I can feel for them. I would probably be the same, but it wasn't offside. And what will this do now for your home form? Do you think you've had back-to-back -back wins and, importantly, you've got a home win here as well? This is extremely important for us. As I said, nothing can lift you as a team, confidence and everything-wise, which reflects to quality-wise, uh, that you... Present on a pitch uh, like as 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 victories can do. Mm. So, to get six points in two games, to keep a couple of times clean sheets, it's 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 a big boost for us. We are also gonna, I think, I don't know the other result, but we're gonna climb a little bit on the table. And uh, so we have to, as I said to the guys, uh, we got ourselves very quickly in that situation. And now we have to come out of it. We started well now. We have two wins. And we don't want to, uh, again, go back in that one without doing basically everything we can. And today we've done it. We tried, we tried, we tried. Also, we kept the shape really well. And we were rewarded at the end with the goal. Well done today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Lana. There you go. That is what the gaffer had to say. What do you think, John? Sure. I think it's nice to see he's getting a bit more upbeat now, isn't he? Sure, yeah, sure. sure. You haven't got a bloody clue what he said. Well, you never listen to it. You'd never know. I've quite and you often bluff it every single week. I've quite often listened to an after-match interview, but whether it's the one that you've dug out to put on it or not, I'm never quite sure. What did he say then? I think it was like it was talking about. I don't about think it matters. They, yeah. the no, no, I want to hear. Listener has just I want to hear it. him sort of, you know. The pressure's off pressure. a bit, you know. Yeah, go on. Yeah, pressure's off a bit. That's what he was saying. <laughs> In, in, the, in the round. What do you say about offside? I've got no idea. Let's talk about <laughs> the offside. <laughs> well, uh, we didn't talk about that, actually. The well, offside. So actually, someone on Twitter. I was going to save it for Twitter. Oh, no. Someone on Twitter, Aussie Hammer, Melbourne Hammer, asked, can you ask West Ham JB if our goal should have stood? Ooh. Or was it offside? Ask by name. Or answer it now. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm not as strict as Sean with the timings. At the time of the match, I... Obviously, that's at the other end. As far as I'm concerned, we were jumping up and down, and it was in, and the, it was given, and we were all quite happy about it. I've watched it since, and it, it's close, but it's definitely. I think it's definitely onside. I think um, what's his name? Kiati's offside. Kiati's well, offside, wasn't but he's not in. He wasn't in free replay, and Caleri does step over the ball, but he's onside. So it's a we've, good, we've good, done a, a good dummy, I would say. I'm, I've done a. Uh, we've done a freeze frame. From Sky, right on the line, right. and absolutely. And, and Billich said in that art, that, that thing you just missed, his boots were on side. You can clearly see his boots on the freeze frame as he touches the ball. 
He's right. His boots are onside. I'll tell you what and, was and impressive. And KRT's off. Was his head onside? That's irrelevant, isn't it? No, no that's oh. what happened. Remember Man United? Nolan got... Point. But what was impressive was uh, Winston Reid's control. Did you see that? As he yeah. when the ball yeah. come to him, well, the, the, I mean the high. goal itself, the hit, the hit was yeah. brilliant. Left foot, low, hard, bottom corner. But he he touched it right back around himself and then hit it hard. Well, Lovely. again, as you know, Chris Billich just said this on the interview, John. Yeah. But he says we never did that on the training ground. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said we would, you know, we would have expected them. Everybody was expecting him to like head it in, etc. But Pia and and Nobley said obviously passed. He said, <laughs> and if he'd have missed that, I would be having a go at. Um, Winston Reid, but he, he obviously smashed no. it in and I think I think well I've done to him. I don't think it was offside and I think even if it if it was, but it wasn't, but I think it's about time something like that went our way as well. Yeah, yeah. Chianti was offside. By the way, David Moyes, so uh, our friend um Darren Lewis from the Mirror says um Moyes actually had a right go at Madley, the referee. I see him, um, I see I'll see it on the television. It was Madley, wasn't it? Yeah, he's the one who gave and the uh, if Penalty it's included, yeah. If it's included in his report, then he will face an FA charge. He should do because he was completely wrong. Seven losses on the trot for the Mackhams. It would have been their it's first. Not, it's not a Sunderland podcast, though, guys. It would That's have been true. their first clean sheet, wouldn't it? It uh, would have been victory yes. for the premium rate campaign, Sean. You have victory news. Yeah. So um, I, I'm, I can't go through all of it, but basically, we've been keeping on the on the pressure of the premium rate, or I have. And the we had a petition. This is the premium rate ticket Yeah, getting line. rid of it. So we got a petition that I created that got up to over, I think, 1,650 people signed it in the end. That's good. Um, well done. It was on the Facebook group. It was on Clarence Hugh. We, we got it a lot of places, a lot of the Facebook groups. Um, I kept the pressure up, sort of mentioning that the, the premium rate, like rate company was owned 26% by the chairman, putting a little bit of pressure on. Um, the club said, well, we're going to look at it anyway. Then the national press got interested, right? And uh, over the weekend, unofficially, I got told that they can get out of their contract. And th this coming week, this week, they will announce that they are ditching the Premier, the Premier League, the premium rate line. You're ditching the Premier League. So victory, and thank you to all the people who supported it by signing it or sending messages or leaving comments. Real fan power, common sense at last. This unpopular line is going. So thanks for your support. And well done to you, Sean. Well done to you, yeah. It's a small well victory, but I was I was pleased that I, I made it my one-man crusade but to rid us. We, on many occasions, have been sp speaking to fans who've said things about having spent £50 yeah. On phone lines yeah. and things. So, yeah, yeah. It's well done. Well done. Yeah. Uh, West Ham United Independent Supporters Association update. That's a, that's a catchy name, isn't it? Yeah, well, so you know that there's been this thing to, to create a trust, etc. So, they had a meeting at the old um, social club right by the ground on Saturday. Our friend Nigel Khan was there. I didn't go. I'm sort of seen as a club stooge, so I'm sort of trying to keep away from this because they go, oh, yeah, club stooge. Come as a spy. So um, <laughs> I was the joint chairman of the West Ham United Independent Supporters Association, along with Nigel, someone called Ali, Peter, and uh, someone called Gary. But the last three years, it's pretty much been dormant. A lot, a lot have happened. So last week, we all resigned. We stepped down. 
to allow this new organization to take it over. So there's a ready-made um, independent association. They're, they're talking about linking with the social club themselves, who've got premises, obviously, um, because they're on their last legs. They reckon they've only got a few months left. Which one's that? The bust. supporters club or the East Ham one? Huh? Which one is that? What, the supporters club, the social club, right near to the ground, where oh, they've got that peppercorn yeah. rent. Yeah. You know, they're not getting anybody in there anymore. So I'm really pleased. It's got off the ground. Nigel Khan's created a Facebook group, which I can't remember the name of it, but we'll put a link on our Facebook group to it. I reckon it's probably something to do with the West Ham United Independent Supporters Association. It probably is. So if you just put that into Google, um, Facebook, you probably So find all I can recommend, I, am, I won't be joining the committee because, uh, as I say, I think I'm tainted as a, as a club-associated mouthpiece or whatever they want to call me. Whether that's true or not is irrelevant. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wish it all the best of luck. I'm going to do my best to promote it to publicise it and from the background trying to get the club to engage with this new association that one day will become a trust. So well done, guys. 75 people there on Saturday. It's a great start. Keep it going. And my only plea is join the association, support an independent voice for West Ham. That's the end of this commercial <laughs> <laughs> statement. Okay. Thanks, Sean. Thank you for that. Thanks for that update. Dankeschön. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Uh, policing update ahead of Chelsea on Wednesday. So, obviously, the big game, the first, the biggest game at the new ground, obviously has its challenges being a friendly rivalry and all that. And what's the yeah. latest? There's lots so of stuff going around as well. Have you seen all that? Well, what the message that you put on the thing? Yeah, yeah why, yeah, don't, why don't you talk about that? But there's sure. other stuff as well. There's there's talk of Millwall coming with... Yeah. Chelsea. There's, I mean... There's, there's all... There's, there's We'll talk of like there's a lot of intelligence, you know, that headhunters are coming down, they're going to take over Hackney Wick and all this lot. And I think a lot of it is probably by kids. I'm not sure how much the real troublemakers won't be putting it on forums, if I'm honest with you, John. No, but also, how how big are these firms any anymore? Yeah, exactly. Is it going to be like 30 odd people? Yeah, no, it's just a, a lot of them are old. Well, it's, it's, it's been a trouble free environment for the last two games anyway, so. I mean, you, you heard about Bill Gardner being in um, hospital as well. No. Did you? No, no. Yeah, he's got pneumonia and he's been, been ill. So y you'll find a lot of these guys... But it's not, though, it's not them you're going to worry them, about, is it? They're no, it's the youngsters. Grown up a bit and realised The youngsters who want to imitate that, the old headhunters yeah. or want to imitate what the ICF stood for. But anyway, for the policing update, you know, there's a lot of rubbish being written by the papers in the last week. Um, now well, we well know that's what I was just saying now as well though it's been a trouble free environment Sean hasn't it for the last inside time. the stadium it has yeah there you go right but the problem is the airwave won't now be installed to February 2017 but in some ways that's irrelevant you've got the no radios <laughs> the police can go in there's two dead spots in the stadium I've been told by very good sources don't, don't share where they are then. they will go in if needed but the police have said to me, I've been to two meetings, one at West Ham at the stadium, another one at Lambeth with, with the supporters' trust. And they've said, look, we're not stewards. We're not crowd control. We will not go in the stadium. Even if you ask us, if you beg us and say, please come in the stadium to look after the crowds and control them, they'll say, no, we are there to do appropriate level of policing for disorder they were in and there crime. On Saturday. 
Yeah, but no, no, the people you saw on Saturday filming us, by the way, were Sunderland police, Tyne and Weir police, who come down with the away supporters. Oh, right. They weren't uh, Metropolitan Police. The only people Metropolitan Police on Wednesday, uh, sorry, on Saturday, are the three people in the control room. However, that said, this is a massive Category C game. They have got the police helicopter dedicated to it. They've got mounted units. They've got dog units. And they've got 16 PSUs. Now, a PSU, PSU. police support unit, each has 25 officers in it. With a with an inspector in charge, so if you do your quick maths, I wasn't listening. What? <laughs> what Four hundred police will be at the game. Police in the game. Are you, one you, gold we, commander. One you silver, you four said, this is all stuff you said last week, though, isn't it? What you're saying? We're, so we're Not all this, we're, no. we're going, Sean. Are you, we are. You, are you fear, fearing for your safety? Um, I just think, and we'll talk about maybe the trouble that happened that I witnessed and, and videoed, whether rightly or wrongly, on Saturday. I think that. That area where the away fans come down, round to... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's go put in Mill Lane is a dangerous alley. And what happened on, on For all Saturday, of that area out the back there, all yeah. of it. You well, if you follow the sheep, right? If you follow the sheep and go back to Stratford with your stop and go signs, I think you'll be all right on Wednesday. If you go down and try and go to the Greenway, I think that's where the fights will be. There will be around that area on the Greenway, around those hills, around the Loop Road and those Hackney Wick areas. That's yeah, where no, the trouble's going to go. That's where we've said before, though, all through the canal areas, all around yeah. there. It's, it's if you want to avoid trouble on Wednesday, stay on the, the, the trodden path, follow the stop and go signs, and I think you'll be all right. I would just be wary of what you do after the game around Hackney Wick and Pudding Mill Lane. And, and we're, we're, we will just try and be sensible, won't we, on uh, Wednesday, George? And but we, um, Unless we can think we can yourself. get some really good footage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a story. And exclusive. But we, we will not be chasing the trouble. On Saturday, we... We do what Stan Collingwood is, the journalist. <laughs> He's been mentioned on here twice tonight. He has, yeah. Wife, Wife Peter. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> but he... um. Wasn't his wife, was she? No. We um on Saturday we went to Pudding Mill Lane straight from the game and it was the first time because we've done it two or three times. It's the first time they shut the shut the places. We were literally just tapping in as they were pulling the gates to. Yeah. I was behind you and I got caught behind that. Yeah. 
So, uh, so but we're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Okay. The one thing I will say, I haven't run a story stop, on it, stop but I'll, I'll talk about it told tonight. Us by Sean. Is there were a number of people. I want to be careful what I say because this is under a police investigation. But there were a number of people, West Ham fans, assorted on the apron just outside the stadium. What so on that area as you come out of the ground? Yeah. So basically, they released the away fans. The away fans were quite upset at losing in the last few seconds. Yeah. West Ham fans were taunting them, because that's what you do, <laughs> you know, a bit of banter. And the drunken, uh, quite a few fights happened in that apron area. But I think. surely... Is that the right turn, apron? Out, just outside. The apron? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah well, what do you call yeah. it? It's not a concourse. Well, I've never heard an area called an apron before. Well, it's an apron. It's a concrete apron around the, the turnstiles. I, I've called it the exterior concourse, but, yeah, you know, we all know what you mean. Apron. The, the, apron. the outside, enclosed surely, outside area. Surely they are holding in the Chelsea fans. No. Regardless of the so score, this regardless is what of the, the game. The police commander in charge. That is just crazy to me. Um, I spoke to him at this meeting and I said, will you be holding Chelsea fans back? In fact, the Chelsea Supports Trust, and they said, no, we will not by default. It is something in our toolkit that we will use and the goal commander may use in certain situations, but by default, we have no lawful right of keeping law-abiding citizens back. We've got, we don't have it, you know? They could say it's, it's um, they always used wrongful. To do it. I know they do, but they don't do it anymore. The second thing they will do, which may worry you, George, is they do not want to do any fan escorts for Chelsea. They say fan escorts cause more problems than they solve because people get brave from both sides of the fence when they're behind a so line of policemen. Yeah, I was just thinking, why would so it, basically why you why go, worry me? Oh, suddenly people get more <laughs> leery behind a line of policemen on both sides and in the end, they break through the line and more troubles cause. They said they want people to mix safely as soon as possible after the game and where they want to concentrate through intelligence, because they know who the troublemakers are, he said there's a few hundred people that actually will do actually want to fight. And our challenge is to try and target them and to be on hand to stop them. The majority of the 57,000 people will want peaceful and they don't want anything to do with this trouble. But sadly, we all know there will be trouble on Wednesday. It's almost a foregone conclusion. There's been trouble at every single game. You know, we have trouble at Middlesbrough. We had trouble again at um, Sunderland. What, we're happened, what at happened at Sunderland? It was, the, it was out the front, was it, as he came out? Two you, lots you of problems, Sunderland. One, on the, you, on, you, one on the apron. One you showed us was... Oh, no, that, that is actually Greenway. So, basically, oh, the they're on the Loop Road, which is where the coaches, coaches line up. Coaches all parked. So, up on the Greenway, yeah. where people had come out and walking along the Greenway to put in Mill Lane, West Ham fans were goading and shouting down to Sunderland, you're going down and all this, and, you know, probably giving them a bit of bravado. Come on then, come on lads. Anyway, with that, <laughs> probably about 100 Sunderland fans go running up the hill. Even though there were mounted police and police everywhere, they go running up the hill and, and start knocking this... Sh I mean... They've, this has been on the forums. Actually, West Ham ran <laughs> really like ran fast, but a few of them caught him. And there was a few fists flown. I, I saw two or three fights of fists flying, and a metal barrier was thrown at the police because the police then started running up the hill. In fact, they even got the mounted the police horses up the hill, and they're shouting on my video, going, "Get your cereal the other side!" Because the police were caught off guard. Loads of police there but they weren't expecting Sunderland to run up the hill 
and start attacking people on the Greenway. Um, and I've been sort of said, well, I mean, the papers haven't run the story and said, oh, well, you shouldn't have run the story on Clarence Hugh and you're just perpetuating the myth. But it's not a myth. There is danger there. And in my view, unless it's reported, someone will get seriously hurt in the end unless we actually solve this problem of what to do with her way fans when they leave. Because they've all come to make a point. They've all come to prove themselves at the new al our new home. Um, and no, I know it's sometimes easy. it's West Ham fans. But it's easy to do so because it's half. <laughs> it's just half the what it uh, was. And before. we're not playing very good football either, so you can sometimes get a good victory. Well, the results on the pitch. don't help. You know, when when you beat the away side in the last minute, like we've done at Bournemouth and Sunderland, of course it gets them a bit grumpy, as we Absolutely. would. Absolutely. There you go. Talking of transport links, Sean, we were told again this week by David Gold. Well, yesterday, actually. Yesterday, that the London Stadium is the best connecting stadium in the country. But what he said was... But it's not. He didn't it? say that. What he said was there's 19 worst ones in the Premier League. There's 19 worst transport connected stadiums. So therefore he's insinuating that ours is the best connected. He is. Let's ask John the question I actually posed on the running order. John. Is the London Stadium the best connected stadium in the country? Well, I think you'll find if you look at the amount of train routes in and out, it probably is, yes. Hey, right, thanks. Next stop, let's move on. <laughs> Actual physically trying to use the thing, it's, it's, it's a lot worse. It's, we all used to go to the Bolin. We all used to sort of dissipate in our ways in and out of that place. Well, we never used to spend hours getting out of the bowling, do we? We never well, used to queue up for trains for hours. Someone asked me this, and I said, did. you know... Some people did. We never know. went to the Upton Park. Upton Park, no. What we used to do is walk to Greengate and get a number 300 bus to Canning Town and there, and we got that routine. Or but we'd go to Plasto, or we'd go... You know, you'd go different or ways. Or for a pub. pub. Or for a pub, yeah. You're right, if you went to... Um, Upton Park, you would wait for a long time and there were barriers, but we never went that way. But there's a difference, and the difference is we never claimed Bowling Ground was the most connected um, stadium no. in the Premier League, and that's the difference. We understand that moving 57,000 fans, which will soon be 60 and then 66, is a difficult thing to do, even for a big station that's got nine direct lines like Stratford. Yeah. However, it's just physically. Stop saying it's the best connected stadium, right? It doesn't help, especially as on s Saturday, yet again, Pudding Hill M Lane was shut. Pudding Mill. Mill Lane was shut due to overcrowding. Stratford International Station was shut for overcrowding. If we go back to the Middlesbrough game, they called it, TFL called it the perfect storm, right? Um, the. The overline trains are, are, are having problems, aren't they? They're having some work done, aren't they? That that is it called Great Eastern know. Line or whatever it is. They're doing weekend work until December. The someone at Leighton Leighton uh, Stowe had a heart attack that that day. There was a big downpour of rain, and everyone rushed to the stadium, and the central line was suspended. And because of that, that this was on the first of October. There was mayhem at Stratford, but, yeah, and, and people mayhem. were talking of a w an hour and a half wait in the rain at Stratford in this most connected stadium. And what people don't realise as well, which they never told us is, 
the way they make you walk, the walk of shame, as they call it, yeah, around Westfield, is about a 30-minute walk. You can do it in 20, no, but often it's it takes it's about 30. 30. Yeah. But it's, that, that's the thing as well, see. It's not... We all fully understand that there's now 57,000 people got to get out of there, and there's only a finite amount of routes out of there. But what what you need to... Un, what they need to understand is being keep being told it's better... Yeah. isn't going to help you. Yeah. You've got to get used we to the fact that you've got to walk yeah, for half an hour. Yeah, I agree hour. with your You've got to get used to once. it. We've all got to put up with it. When you go to the O2, it. right, you know it's going to be busy after a concert. When yeah. you go to Wembley or Twickenham, you know it's going to be bad. And you think, you think but none of them say, we've got the best train <laughs> service after a concert you think, ever. Right, you think you've found a way out of there, you've got to put him all lane, and then they start saying put him all lane. That's going to be a nightmare. Well, the other problem is, Hackney, well, yeah, people should stop saying putting me all lane is a route because it's getting too overcrowded. Stop yeah. talking. Yeah, who would do that? Who would do that? The other one is Hackney Wick, by the way. And on, on that same Saturday, Hackney Wick, the residents are worried about Hackney Wick. Hackney Wick was closed for overcrowding on Saturday, the first after the Borough game. And, and I was told by the police during the meeting I had with them is that CCTV had shown that a man was struck by a train. His arm, lucky enough, only got struck by the train. He wasn't injured. But they actually shut the station because the crowding on that platform was so dangerous, they watched, remember, these are automated trains, yeah. a, uh, a man, uh, someone get hit on the arm by a train. And that, that again, that's a disaster waiting to happen but see, at it, DLR. It's, it's all going to settle down, and we'll all find our own ways yeah, in, in and out, and everyone will do what they do. Yeah, I but agree. Be, but the club, again, to constantly tell you that you're the best connected, and, and that we beating our record for attendances again. Yeah, you and wanted to talk about that, That is you? such a load of bollocks. We sat there on Saturday. Was so it how, empty? how many empty seats is there in that place? There, there must be thousands of people that have either bought £99 season tickets or the full tickets and just want to come to certain games and are just not bothered about selling Well, I, I can tell on. you two things about that. First of all, obviously it was the first one where Ticket Trader worked. But the first thing, and I think I've just told you, I had a spare ticket, junior ticket, for my daughter who didn't come because she had ballet. I was going to get £2.85 back for that seat. Was I going to sell my ticket for £2.85 and have a stranger next, next to me who paid 40 quid? Was I hell? I'd rather have an empty seat next to me. So I didn't bother selling my daughter's ticket for £2.85. Well, then you're, you're part of the problem then, aren't you? Right? You're part of the... You're exactly the reason... But it's £2.85. Yeah, but it's still... The, the other thing is, I think... Detrimental to the actual uh, someone who really wants who really to be wants there. To go. All right, so I'll tell you another problem. The other problem is some people either left it too late or there wasn't enough take up. I, I got told they were still selling tickets right up to the day. Yeah. That but there's despite also. Despite having 50,000 people on the waiting list. By the way, Chelsea tickets are still for sale. Do you know that? Yeah, I saw that. Still, still not sold out. There's, still a there's a percentage of people that have bought those tickets. Because they're scared. <laughs> There are a percentage of people that have bought those tickets that aren't West Ham fans as well. Yeah, they and they only, want, they only want to come yeah. and see their Liverpools or Man United. I'm, I'm told around 10% of season tickets weren't turning up before the ticket trader went live. I don't know what that was on, on Saturday. Now, obviously, there are 60,000 seats. So there's 3,000 seats not being used. But, I mean, David Gold's tried to say, well, it's 66,000. Just to be clear, the 66,000, although there is 66,000 in that stadium... 6,000 of them are covered up. So you can't try that one. 6,000, if you see that sort of purple at the back. Yeah, that that's purple, the unused section. That's 6,000 seats covered up. 
So there are 3,000 seats that are not used, without a doubt. But I think we all can see there's more than 6,000 seats. Oh. Sorry, 3,000 oh, seats it's, it's empty. empty. There's thousands of seats not in use. And it is true that you know, over 500 people have now been reallocated, but it's more than that. I would, I Visible would gaps show it's a lot more I would than say relocated I and the 3,000 seats. I would seats. say there's no more than 48,000, 50,000 people in that stadium. I, I, I will disagree with you. I think it's over 50,000. Yeah. I, think, I it's think it's over 50,000. I think it's somewhere around 53,000, 54,000. But there's still a lot missing. Don't get me wrong. I just there's still 4,000, 5,000 people missing. I just think, you know, they, they need to stop this mantra they have putting it out there. And also this campaign to increase the stadium. Yeah, yeah just, just settle yeah, down with yeah, what we've got. We need that on the transport links, on the best connected transport. Yeah. And see <laughs> anyway. what happens. See what happens at the end of the season because uh, there's going to be a percentage of these people that aren't coming who, who basically bought their tickets yeah. and have come like, like up to you. now and thought, I'm not coming well, anymore. Anyway, we should stop. We're sounding too negative. I'm sounding like you, yeah, John. Yeah, we are. Let's, let's move on to phase of the question time because it's a bit more cheery, isn't good, it? Good, good, <laughs> good. Time for this. It's Facebook, Twitter, question time, time, time. It's where we ask you, the listener, to get in touch with us, the podcast. Um, on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast, or on Twitter, at more TGA podcast. Uh, Sean, you published on there at six, six hours ago, so about midday. The podcast boys are back in the studio around 6pm tonight to record their latest episode. Of the long-running podcast, we are. I, long, I couldn't are. say award-winning. We are long-running, really. Yeah, we are. I just didn't want to say award-winning. I couldn't say the longest because the there's another one that's been longer. No, I did think about saying the third or fourth most popular podcast or listened to podcast. Whatever. Tonight we'll be discussing back-to-back -back wins, the problems outside the stadium, blah 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 blah. blah. We also preview Chelsea and Everton games. Send us your questions, word of encouragement, or statement of fact to us to use here before set six. Was that me writing it wrong or you reading it, it wrong? It was me reading it wrong. Right. Use your comments before sex. Sex? Um, Andrew Quinn says, Good morning from New Zealand. Kia, Aura, Sean, George and John. <laughs> and remembering that we met in the Black Lion before the Tottenham game back in March. I, I remember it well. Do I, I do. still owe you for the Bacardi Breezer? <laughs> <laughs> back to Sunderland game and it was pleasing to see that the way that Admilson Fernandez fitted right in, but for me, Obiang just gets stronger and stronger. And Zaza, however, needs a goal more than a 40-year-old virgin. Welcome to Chelsea, and I think we can nick it, and we shouldn't fear going to Everton either. Top 10 by Christmas, and don't put up the decorations. And he sent us the new New Zealand Hammers badge. Looks very smart. Excellent. Greg Milker says, one goal against in three matches. You can't complain about that. Why can't Zaza finish with any quality? What are your thoughts? We touched on it earlier, but I think he does need a goal just to get him up and running. He does, and time's running out. We talked about it Time last is running week, out, didn't we? And it's got to start costing us some serious money. He's obviously yeah. having to adjust to the game, the Premier League, and he Absolutely. needs that goal. So let's hope he, he should gets shave it. off his beard as well. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Him. I think it's bringing what him back. What difference does it make? I know. Or he should like not shave until he scores. Yeah. 
Luke Sharman says, I was impressed with Fernandez on Saturday. Do you think he should start in midfield against Chelsea? For whom? Yeah. That's the question. I think it's all starting to settle in a bit and I think Creswell will come in. Creswell should be yeah. back. I always thought that Fernandez was uh, like a youth signing. Well, they did surprise me. We paid £5 million for him. How old is he? He's young. He's like 21 or something. It's not that young in football in terms, is um, it, really? You've got Ashley Fletcher in I the team who's 18. He's, he's a Switzerland under-21 player, isn't he? Yeah, so, so we paid £5 million for him, so I guess we shouldn't be surprised that he's... Um, decent. But he did have decent. a good game. He did. I Lee, like him. Lee Peathers says, Will the Chelsea game pass without any trouble? Can we really pay £20 million for Zaza? How long until IU is back? IU, I reckon, might be in and around the team on Wednesday. Well, that's what David Gold said. David Gold said he could be, but I... I was told, because you know how Bilic likes to be optimistic, I got told he's about two weeks away, and that was last week, so I don't think he'd be ready for Chelsea. I reckon he might be on the bench. I think he'd be on the bench for Everton, is my prediction, but we'll see. Lewis, Erin Trout says, we left it late with yet another off day for the strikers, but a win's a win. Apparently, Carroll was out until the new year now. That is not true. That is a rumour that's been doing the rounds. Um... But he we should be back. When's the next international break? I don't know. Soon, isn't it? We're playing it Scotland. Is. Yeah. So he'll be back after the next international break, is what I told. They're, they're upset with him. They're not pleased with him. They don't think he works as hard as he could do. But he'll be back after the next international break. I don't... There's n- I, in fact, I've been told by the club there is no truth in the rumours that he'll be back next year. Ricky Gayler says, does anybody know if the empty seats all over the stadium are due to people not turning up or relocations? Oh, we've just covered that, haven't there we? There seem to be a far fewer covered seats in the upper tiers behind the goals than at the start of the season. Is that a result of the sitters being moved up and the standers being moved down? I mean, some of that. About 500 people have moved for relocations. 3,000 Has it, has it gone both ways? People have gone up and people have come down? No, I don't think so. So everyone's just moved up? Yeah. Darren Kitchen says, Ogbon and Reed have really come to the party these last two weeks, which has made a massive difference. Cresswell's return will improve Antonio too. He'll know quality delivery is guaranteed and he'll haunt that back post. Obiang continues to shine and Slav's hair is beautiful. <laughs> he had a ha- hair transplant, didn't he? Is that a fact? Yeah. Yeah. He, um, did you read it? No. So, you <laughs> know when he came on the ITV Did you coverage, do a piece on Claret and you? I did. Of course he did. Yeah, he got... People were saying his hair, his hair did hair look stupid. awful. Yeah. So when when he was on ITV and that was apparently just after transplant and your hair falls out in clumps, and people were, were thinking about the time, and now he's got a full head of hair. So yeah, he had a looking in good the summer break. He had a hair transplant, and now he's got a full luscious head of hair like Wayne Rooney. Palumi Ogunlana says, "Love Fernandez got some game time. Still not sure why Fletcher is stuck to the bench. Hopefully he plays against Chelsea." Sadly, I see us losing 2-0. Next run of games will really test the back three, four, and Adrian. News today, Clarence Hugh and others, that Fletcher might be on his way to Leeds on loan. They were chasing him before, and they're saying if he doesn't get um, enough game time with all the other strikers coming back, he will go on le- loan to the rest of the season to Leeds. I think that would be good for him, actually. Don't you? I don't Not know. whilst we haven't got any strikers. No, no, no. In January, uh, so all the if we've got Sacco and Carroll back by January, right? As long as they're performing, then yeah. Out of all the strikers that I've seen that, that have turned up this season, he's the one that's looked the best for me. Yeah. Although so. he had his chance again on Saturday and 
Yeah, about five minutes. Mark Scott says, are the timing and choice of substitution Billich's Achilles heel? How about his... uh, I think there's been some questionable um, substitutions. Um, I I, I didn't see what what the problem was. Apart from taking Antonio off, which I thought maybe was to do with an injury, I didn't really question his substitutions on Saturday, unless you two did. He, put, he took him off and put Fagouli on. They're very similar, but I don't know. Sophie M. Julian Fober Fagouli. <laughs> Roger Ribeiro says, loving the podcast, chaps. Unfortunately, I cannot watch the games easily in Australia, so I rely on you guys and the opposition podcast to ga- ga- gauge the mood of the West Ham family. Well, I think I think we portrayed it quite well today. Yeah. The mood. Yeah, we were grateful. We we think I, I if I was to sum it up, I would say it's great we kept a, a clean sheet. We probably didn't deserve a win, but we got lucky and sometimes we've been unlucky not to win. So it swings and roundabouts. I would say we it was our turn for Lady Luck. I deserve I say we think we deserved the win. We just again a bit toothless. Ed Hawthorne says, what are the chances Zaza's gr- agreement is changed so we don't have to buy him? Ah. Is that a possibility, Sean? It is. In fact, I'm very glad you asked me that. We ran our story on Clarence. Thanks, News. Ed. Um, it was almost like he's planted this story. So this is exactly what's going to happen. Our senior source at Clarence Hugh told us they're going back to Juventus and they're going to give him an ultimatum and say, look, at the moment... Zaza has not got time to prove himself. If you release us from this uh, 14-game clause, we will play him. Yeah, and then we still make a decision whether we want him or not. If you don't release us from this 14-game clause... He's coming back in January. We're not going to play him any more than 12. We're going to stop at 12. No, we can't go back in January, by the way. Potential. Um, Because, just to be clear, there's no clause to put him back. We've paid the whole 4.2 million loan fee. We've done our dough, so we might as well just sit there on the bench doing bugger all, which I don't think he wants, and I don't no, think No, th- it's the best wants. for everyone if, if they do. Yeah, yeah. so they are going to go back and try and renegotiate. But you'd like to think he can't be as bad as he's looked. <laughs> he's just, he just can't, surely. But we're all agreed we wouldn't spend another 20 million euros on him no way. as he stands at the moment. No. Money can be spent better elsewhere. Yeah. Gary Prince says, who do you think will be the first striker to score for us this season? Oh, what a great question, that Gary. That was one we mentioned earlier, wasn't it? Yeah. We weren't allowed to talk about it. No. So, Sean, what, what, what are your thoughts? Well, there's five candidates, aren't there? Right? Six if you mench- if you think AU is a striker as well. Are we going to count him as a striker? He sometimes is a striker. I think Sacco is going to score first. Yeah, I was going to say Sacco. Is if he is where's, where's how far is he away from coming back, Sean? Sacco is only a few weeks away, so he should be very soon. But I think you're right. Sacco's got more chance. You've got Clary and Zaza that just don't seem like they're going to score. You've got Fletcher. He okay, hasn't had a lot of chance. He had leads. six minutes on Saturday, so that's three of them. You've got AU that will be coming back very, very soon, one or two weeks away. Sacco, one or two weeks away. And Andy Carroll, probably after the international break. So there's six strikers we've got there. And I agree with you, George. Seco will probably be the first one to score. And the last one from Sarith on Twitter is, why is Zaza getting picked over Fletcher? Zaza just isn't getting any better. Oh, I can tell you why. Money. Nope. Try again. 
What's this about, really? No doesn't want to make it look like it's a bad signing. Yep, ego. Village asked for hell and come high water. That's the wrong term. Um, <laughs> to Village wanted... He wanted Zaza. We paid a fortune, £4.2 million pounds for a loan fee for Zaza with a, with a €20 million Euro yeah. addition. And he looks stupid in front of the board with a, what a failure he's been. It looks like £4.2 million pounds wasted. So, of course, Bilic is desperate to prove the board wrong. And that's why he keeps on starting Zaza. Sorry, Village, but it's true. We again, all know I'll true. say it again. Fletcher looks like he could have Good something job. about him. What happened to what's his name? That Martinez is he injured? Uh, no, he was in the, in the under twenties squad or whatever, yeah, wasn't he? Is. He, he was scoring goals for yeah, fun. Yeah, I but thought he was still doing that. I haven't checked the under twenty threes anymore. It's called Premier League Two now, John. You get the terminology right. Okay, it's not the under twenty ones. Yeah, get the terminology. It's right. Premier League Two. <laughs> The new Predictions, league. please, for Chelsea and Everton. And then we're done. Chelsea, we will... Nearly an hour, guys. Chelsea, wow. we will lose 2-0. Sean? West Ham, uh, we will win on penalties. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to win 3-2. <laughs> really? And we're going to be Without Everton. penalties. And we're going to beat Everton 2-1. We're going to draw Everton. I'll go for a, a cheeky 1-0 win at Everton with a... Uh, Simone Zaza header. <laughs> we'll have a 1 1 draw at Everton. Lukaku scoring, as he always does. And Noble Pen. That's it. Thank you for listening to Monster Podcast. Okay. I've been George. Sean has been. Sean. John has been as cheery as ever. We will be back next week talking about the various goings on on and off the pitch. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be lots. Uh, thank you for listening. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. <laughs> Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.